Welcome to another week at the First Love Ministries at the First Presbyterian Church of Jacksonville, Illinois for Sunday, November 21st, 2021. Reverend Warren has titled his sermons today, Faithful, Hopeful, Loving. We get the pleasure of the opening music being played by Ruthie Chipman and her father, Tim Chipman, a song titled, Joyful, Joyful, We Adore Thee. Our first scripture reading comes to us from Hebrews 10, 19-25. Our second scripture reading is from 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13. The special music is performed by soloist Anna Ferguson singing, Jesu, Joy, Man's Desire, Sweet Hour of Prayer with Jim Chipman on piano. Here at the First Love Ministries at the First Presbyterian Church of Jacksonville, we are once again doing our angel tree with one big difference. It is only online, but you can still participate. You can visit firstpresjax.org F-I-R-S-T P-R-E-S-J-A-X dot O-R-G and find the Angel Tree link there. Or you can call 217-245-4189 and our office secretary will help you choose a child to purchase a gift for. We thank you for considering this option and thank you for the past contributions and involvement in our First Love Ministry programs. God bless, and we pray that you have a safe and peaceful, rejoiceful Thanksgiving with your family.
The scripture reading is from Hebrews 10, 19 through 25. Let us listen to the word of God. Therefore, my friends, since we have confidence to enter the sanctuary by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us approach with a true heart and full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who has promised is faithful. And let us consider how to provoke one another to love and good deeds, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our next scripture lesson comes to us from 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Many of you know this verse well. Let us listen to the word of God. If I speak in the tongues of mortals and of angels but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains but do not have love, I am nothing if I give away all my possessions. And if I hand over my body so that I may boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. It is for prophecies. They will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. For we know only in part, and we prophesy only in part. But when the complete comes, the partial will come to an end. When I was a child, I spoke like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became an adult, I put an end to childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then we will see face to face. Now I know only in part, then I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. And now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, and the greatest of these is love. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
a while ago, a Harvard University report suggests men who indulge in chocolate live longer. A study of 7,841 Harvard grads found that chocolate and other candy eaters live almost a year longer than those who abstain. And then there was a report in 1997's British Medical Journal that speculates that antioxidants in chocolate have health benefits. Now, if only Keith Bradbury had seen this before starting our stewardship campaign, we'd have a much better, uh, different slogan uh, and theology. Faith, love, and chocolate. We'd use Psalm 39, which says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Happy are those who take refuge in him. Or Deuteronomy 26, which says, And he brought us into this place and gave us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And in 20 years, when we looked back at 2021, we'd say, Remember the year we did stewardship based on chocolate? Keith Bradbury handed out chocolates and told us we'd all live an extra year. He even donated his chocolate fountain to the church. And when he spoke, he even shared this pearl of wisdom from Proverbs 25. If you have found honey, eat only enough for you, or else having too much, you will get sick. But unfortunately, we didn't get the memo about chocolate until it was too late. Instead, our stewardship theme comes from 1 Corinthians 13, 13, which says, and now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. While chocolate has proved to prolong life, according to Harvard grads, other medical studies indicate people who give generously to help others are both emotionally and physical, physically healthier. Folks also live longer as a result of that attitude and behavior. So I'm here to tell you that responding to God's faith, hope, and love in us is actually good for our emotional and physical health, and giving generously helps us live longer. Imagine what would happen if Keith Bradbury also, in addition to knowing those things, donated his chocolate fountain to the church. We'd, we'd live forever, right? Now, 1 Corinthians 13 is normally the wedding chapter. I'm sure you've heard it at many weddings before. There's an interesting exercise I found online that couples sometimes do. They replace their name in every place that says love in verses 4 through 7. For example, Jonathan is patient. Jonathan is kind. Siobhan does not envy. Siobhan does not boast. Jonathan is not proud. It might be interesting and a great way to share our, and show our love, but the truth is most of us quickly realize that we fall short of this perfect love. In fact, it's nearly impossible to change on our own, and perfect love is only found in who? Jesus Christ. So if we're to transform, we must behold the love of God shown to us in Jesus. So the best exercise, the better exercise, is to replace the words love, not with our name, but with Jesus. And then our task is to ask God to transform us to live more like Christ. Jesus is patient. Jesus is kind. Jesus does not envy. Jesus does not boast. Jesus is not proud. Jesus does not dishonor others. Jesus is not self-seeking. 
Jesus is not easily angered. Jesus keeps no record of wrongs. Jesus does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Jesus always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. So as we prepare to respond to God's love, we recognize how our giving to God is connected to the love of Jesus. Listen to this ancient Jewish story. There are two brothers who shared a field and a mill, and each night, dividing evenly the grain they'd ground together during the day, and one brother lived alone, and the other had a wife and a large family. The single brother thought to himself one day, it, it isn't really fair that we divide the grain evenly. I have only myself to care for, but my brother has children to feed. So each night, he secretly took out some of the grain of to his brother's granary to see that he was never without. Now, the married brother said to himself one day, it isn't really fair that we divide the grain evenly because I have children to provide for me in my old age. My brother has none. What will he do when he is old? So every night he secretly took some of his grain to his brother's granary. And as a result, both of them always found their supply of grain mysteriously replenished each morning. Then, one night, they met each other halfway between their houses and realized what had been happening. They embraced each other in love. The legend is that God witnessed their meeting and proclaimed, this is a holy place, a place of love. And here it is that my temple shall be built. And so it was. This church our church family, is a holy place, a place of love. And together we meet and proclaim and worship the God of perfect love. 1 Corinthians 13 says, And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. In this light, we are a community of faith, and I recently read a story about faith and communion that struck me. Uh, Thomas Pettipis uh, described a communion service that was joyous even when there seemed no reason for joy. It took place on Easter in a prison with almost 10,000 political prisoners. In that setting, Christian prisoners celebrated communion differently without bread or wine. It was a communion of empty hands. Non-Christian said, we will help you. We will talk quietly so that you can meet this Easter. Too dense a silence would have drawn the guard's attention as surely as the lone voice of the preacher. We have no bread nor water to use instead of wine. I told them, but we will act as though we had. I held out my empty hand to the first person on my right and placed it over his open hand the same with the others. Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Afterward, all of us raised our hands to our mouths, receiving the body of Christ in silence. And then take, drink. This is the blood of Christ which was shed to seal the new covenant of God with men. Let us give thanks Sure that Christ is here with us, strengthening us. 
We gave thanks to God and finally stood up and embraced each other. Now, a while later, a non-Christian prisoner said to me, you people have something special which I would like to have. The father of a dead girl came up to me and said, Pastor, this, this was a real experience. I believe that today I discovered what faith is. Now I believe I am on that road. Now the reason it struck me, the last 20 months we too, in a sense, have shared at times a similar communion of empty hands. While it's been challenging, you all have inspired me. In July, I attended synod school with my family in Iowa. Before I had left, I had just learned about Laura Duvendak's diagnosis. I was literally gone in Iowa when she died. I couldn't visit or help the Duvendaks except by phone. After I returned and after the service, I started hearing about how our church family helped. Some stayed with the family, others visited, some sent cards. Of course you did. Of course you did. It's a wonderful thing for a pastor to hear that you don't need me to do this stuff. That, that's good news. Your faith is like a communion of empty hands. You prayed for and inspired folks. And you've inspired me by your faith. Your resoluteness to worship in new ways that aren't always very easy. To help our church family on this journey. To give with faith, hope, and love. Today, as a church family, we consecrate and commit our gifts to God for next year, and I ask this question of you. In following God's faith, hope, and love, what percentage of your income is God calling you to give? This is why Siobhan and I give. We respond to God's faith, hope, and love. We're giving 10% increasing our giving to $135 a week or $585 a month. For Jesus will continue to inspire us with the faith of our church family, the perfect love of Christ that is found here in our church, and the hope Christ brings every hour and every day. I encourage you to give joyfully and generously and to remember these three remain, faith, hope, and love. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The congregation and visitors can now enter through the east or north doors. Our in-person service starts at 10 a.m. We do, however, ask that you keep your mask on while moving about in the building. In the sanctuary, there are two sections, one for vaccinated and one for unvaccinated individuals. The ushers will guide you to the section of your choice. Those in the vaccinated section can now sing without a mask. Join us at www.facebook.com slash slash and join our Monday First Pres Jack's community group 
which meets at 7 p.m. every Monday. This is a question, answer, and sharing group with the pastor. This is a private room, and you will be asked a few questions before entering to make sure you are a human and not a robot. Presbyterians with a Purpose is another program available at the First Presbyterian Church of Jacksonville for individuals needing to contact someone during these challenging times of the pandemic. You can visit that link. Just visit our homepage and find the link for Presbyterians with a Purpose. We also offer a Sunday live service starting at 9.55 a.m. You can visit www.firstpresjax.org slash donate and make your contribution there. Or send contributions to First Presbyterian Church, 870 West College, Jacksonville, Illinois, 62650. You also can contribute through your bank using bill pay. If an account number is needed, please use 870-870-870. Our phone number is 217-245-4189. Our email is office at firstpresjax.org. That's office at f-i-r-s-t-p-r-e-s-j-a-x dot o-r-g. 